Hey guys, and thanks for tuning in to this week's version of the Original Strength Podcast version or edition or episode. Um, we are here today talking with Mr. Joe Reed, and Joe has a fascinating story about training with or overcoming fibromyalgia. Joe, thank you for being on the show. My pleasure, Tim. And hey, so um, before you get into your story, which to me, um, I think is going to really help a lot of people, can you just explain what fibromyalgia is for a, a lot of, well, for everyone, really? Sure. Um, well, the, the Mayo Clinic uh, defines it as somebody having widespread musculoskeletal pain, fatigue, mood, and sleep issues. Um, for, you know, everybody's a little different, but for the most part, there's definitely sleep issues. There's a lot of widespread pain. There's fatigue. Um, there's usually some type of a, a gut issue as well. Well, everybody's a little bit different, but for the most part, uh, a lot of pain and a lot of chronic fatigue that just really brings everybody down that does have this condition. And so you yourself have or had fibromyalgia as well? Yeah, I was diagnosed with having fibromyalgia in 2015, and that was after four years of having symptoms where doctors just really couldn't explain why I was feeling the way that I was, why I was in so much pain like I was, and why I had so much fatigue like I did. So was that... I mean, I guess it was, but I, I, was that frustrating for you? Extremely frustrating. Um, I, I worked a very physical job at that time. I was a warehouse supervisor, um, and I was for about 15 years. And I went from being very physically capable to being pretty much disabled and crippled um, within a matter of four years to the point where um, five years ago this May, so almost five years ago now, um, I had to retire due to disability and was spending time um, either in bed on the weekends or in a wheelchair, actually. Wow. Um, so what do you do now? Um, <laughs> I'm actually a personal trainer now. I'm a personal trainer, uh, health coach, sleep coach. Um, I specialize in helping people that are disabled, people that have autoimmune conditions, um, as we call them, special populations. I don't really work with the uh, general populations or athletes much. I really try to focus on helping the people that need the most help and the ones that have really been forgotten. So that's what I do now. Wow. Um, all right. So you went from being in a wheelchair to helping people overcome all kinds of physical limitations or issues. Yes. So I Please tell me your story. <laughs> well, I mean, the uh, the creamy filling is, is quite a bit, but, um, you know, I was really having a lot of pain to the point where I actually not only was using a wheelchair, I fell five times um, over the course of a couple of years, and I was completely incapable of getting myself up from the floor. So, you know, it all started with me where, um, you know, I started feeling some symptoms where I started feeling pain throughout my body and especially my hands and my hips and it progressed to the point where um, I was no longer able to twist off water bottle caps. I couldn't cut up my own meals. I was dropping things at work all the time, uh, go out to eat with my family and I would drop you know, a glass of water. Um, it got to the point where a few years ago, um, not only was I physically crippled, but it's also a big mental game as well because you get a lot of anxiety, depression, you know, uh, it's very, um, a very lonely condition because a lot of people don't understand it. There's still a lot of physicians out there who don't believe it's a real thing. Um, luckily, I didn't have any of those physicians, but um, over the course of, I would say, five and a half years, I probably saw um, over 30 physicians. I saw a couple of acupuncturists, a couple of chiropractors, a holistic practitioner, spent thousands and thousands of dollars, and I never, ever felt any better. Um, 
No doctor said, you know, here's a magic pill, here's a blueprint for how you're going to get better. Basically, what I was told is that what I have is a, a condition that I'm going to have to live with for the rest of my life. And there's just not a lot of information out there. So, you know, you can try pills, which I did, nothing helped. Um, you can try exercise, which I did, which did help, but I would also make myself worse by doing stuff that I wasn't ready for or that was a little too extreme. Um, and over that time, I found that. I needed to figure things out on my own because all of these doctors that I saw, nobody was telling me, you know, hey, this is what you need to do. These are the paths that you need to travel down. So um, I've spent the past um, few years reading a ton of medical research um, on fibromyalgia and trying to figure out things that would help me feel a little bit better. And let's see, about three, about two, about two and a half years ago, I had my first pain-free days in six years. And that was something that I really um, was hopeful for. I didn't know if I'd ever have another pain-free day again because every day was, you know, I wake up, all right, feel like crap, go through the day, feel like crap even more. And um, about two and a half years ago, I had my first pain-free day, and that was without me actually concentrating on it anymore. And that kind of inspired me to go down the research path a little bit more with not only, you know, the medical research, but to look at, all right, why wasn't the movement stuff that I was doing working before? Why wasn't the nutrition that I was doing working before? So I was trying to incorporate all these different ideas and, and no longer concentrating on those aspects as much as I were. I actually found myself living a little bit more freely, moving a little bit more freely, and finally had my first pain-free days after several years. And that's when I really took the ball and ran with all these ideas and tried to see if I could improve my condition even more. And... This month, I now celebrate 18 months of being symptom-free completely from my fibromyalgia, where um, I no longer feel the pain that I used to. I no longer feel the fatigue that I used to. I no longer have the sleep issues that I used to. And for the most part, I feel great every single day. So I went from being somebody who was pretty capable to crippled in a wheelchair, not using my hands, not able to use my hips to now not only do I help people, but I'm now symptom free and feeling great after, you know, it's been, uh, this will be nine years and a couple of months that I started feeling um, my first symptoms. So it's been a, been a big, big adventure to say the least. Joe, how, do, man, I, I, I know how um, self-absorbed I get with the smallest issue. And, you know, like when, when, when you don't feel good or when something hurts, it just draws you in and it, it can absorb all your focus. I cannot imagine going through anything like like what you did. Um, so how how do you go from well, I so it seems to me fibromyalgia must be the most frustrating condition in the world, um, especially when half the medical community seems to like like it seems like it's a unicorn or something. Um, how how do you go from what is to you was told to you as a not really a death sentence but a hell sentence because to me it was worse <laughs> um where how did you how did you climb out of that like i know your first day or two days of being pain-free must have been the most amazing hope-filled days in the world yeah so so how how did you yeah how, how did you do what the doctor said cannot be done well you know the first thing that i did um i was lucky that i was in a a a group medical where they had this wonderful pain management program and I actually went through it twice. 
Um, and why I went through it twice is the first time I wasn't actually ready for it. I didn't have an open enough mind. I didn't have an open enough heart to different ideas. And that's something that I really stress with people. So the very first thing that I did actually while going through this program is it gave me um, some mental tools that I didn't have before. It gave me the ability to look at my pain from a different perspective instead of playing the victim where every time I would feel pain, like, okay, here we go again. What was me? You know, how many days am I going to spend in bed this time? Um, a mental switch happened where when I started to feel pain come on, okay, okay, I, I accept it. This is a part of what's going on with my daily, you know, my, with my everything that happens every day. So I'm going to accept it and I'm going to move on from it. And I'm going to see what I can get done that day. And that mental hurdle was the biggest thing to overcome. And once I started to change my perspective about how I felt um, when I came to my pain, I noticed that I started to experience a little bit less pain because um, while I was still working, I had to keep a pain journal because fibromyalgia, unfortunately, there's no tests that say you have what you do. There's no CT scan. There's no MRI that'll show you, well, this is the reason why there's no reason why there's the underlying symptoms or there's other underlying causes. So once I had that mental hurdle overcome, I was able to not focus on that pain anymore. When I had that pain journal, it was all I focused on at work anytime I felt any pain and it made me worse. So no longer focusing on it, allowing me to accept it and move on with my day was the biggest change. And I found myself no longer feeling pain 24 seven. I would still feel pain on a daily basis, but it became much more manageable. And that gave me some hope that I could actually impact my own health. And that's when I really started to look at um, reading a lot more research too, because I found, well, if I made this small change, you know, at least perspective wise, and it gave me this massive change physically, then maybe this, so there's some other things that I can look at that I can change that can make me feel good too. I'm going to ask you a weird question. Um, and I think I know where I'm going. I don't even know if I know where I'm going with this, but um, so it sounds like, Learning to accept the pain and, and not dwelling on it is, well, uh, man, it just highlights the power of what would the power we have inside of, of the mind and how strong the mind is. Did this, and this is, here's my weird question. Did this have, did this actually help you grow spiritually or anything like that? Um, I wouldn't say that it helped me grow spiritually. I mean, I, in, in essence it did. Um, in that, you know, I found that there were things that I had control over that I didn't think I had control over before, but it allowed me to open up my perspective to different possibilities where I very, I was very closed minded before, but allowed me to, like I said, um, for it allowed me to open up my heart, open up my mind to different perspectives and to different possibilities. So instead of being just, okay, I'm, I'm focused on this and this is the only thing that I can do. It allowed me to look at different things and it allowed me to different, try different things that I guess you can call it spiritual where you know go ahead no the reason i was asking is because your story sounded very um eckhart toll like to me um just as far as your journey goes but uh, so anyway that was why i was asking but go ahead i'm sorry no that's fine tim no it's just you know having a different perspective and have a complete perspective change like i did um there's very few things that i'm no longer open to which i think that was um life-changing for me because um when you have a very narrow perspective, um, especially if you have a condition like fibromyalgia, a lot of us have this perspective that a doctor is going to give us a magic pill or some blueprint that's going to allow us to heal. When I saw that once I opened my mind up and my heart and had this perspective change, there wasn't anything that I wasn't willing to do. 
And the other part of that too is because I had suffered enough. I had suffered so much my my last fall. Um, it really inspired me to get my life back at least as much as I could because I saw that um, I was living off of a very small pension that I it is not a living wage, and I needed to change my life if I could get back to work because I wasn't going to be able to live where I was, going to be able to continue with the lifestyle that I wanted if I was going to stay and just focus on my pain and focus on the things that I thought I could change. So that perspective change allowed me to look at things so differently and be much more open to, you know, not just, hey, this doctor said this or this doctor said this, but there's also plenty of people out there that have skin in the game like I had that had some different ideas about fibromyalgia that I never would have been able to look at before if I didn't have an open heart and open mind. All right. So your perspective changed. Um, you became very open to mm -hmm. possibilities now and your pain started decreasing mm -hmm. and you were experiencing more freedom from the the 24 7 pain um so then 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 what happened oh man <laughs> um you know um, one of the doctors who was in my pain management program um we were talking one day and um he said he encouraged me to get into the gym. I said, you know, well, I used to hike a lot and I would love to get back to hiking. And you know, that's something I really wanted to do. But I had told him also, you know, it was probably a month or two prior. I said, you know, I tried exercising for the first time. And when I did that, it was actually um, five years ago, probably this week, um, four years ago, um, I walked a half a mile for the first time in a couple of years. And if I had to walk another 10 feet, Tim, I would have had to crawl. And I told the doctor this and I said, I have a goal of getting back to hiking mountains like I once did. So I started getting on the treadmill and he says, well, you know, that's great. I'm glad that you have this goal, but your body's going to get used to this very quickly. And I encourage you to get into the gym, try some other movements. So um, I was lucky that my apartments where I was living at the time, they had a gym, which was fully furnished with a bunch of machines and stuff. And I had taken a, a, a weights class in high school, my senior year. So I had some experience in the weight room a little bit, but, um, I found myself doing a little too much where I started to feel good because I was moving a little differently, but then I spent, you know, two hours in the gym killing myself, which would actually make my fibromyalgia flare up and I would feel worse. So, you know, I was, I thought I was doing something good, but I was, it was actually very detrimental where I was just doing a little too much. So hearing that doctor encourage me was a good thing, uh, because it allowed me to, try something different. But when I felt good, I really pressed the gas pedal all the way down and went as hard as I could to the detriment of myself. So I, I found that there needed to be another way for me to move that could allow me to break free of the, of the physical prison that I was in and to not only um, break free of that, but to feel good because that was my ultimate goal was to feel good. And I felt that, you know, spending two hours in the gym being completely exhausted was, was great that I could do it. But at the end of the day, it actually made me worse. So I, I then went on in, um, an adventure trying a whole bunch of different modalities with, um, physical training. And that was another part that allowed me to feel a little bit better too. So it was the mental hurdle and then moving a ton more, um, really started to open my eyes to possibilities of feeling really good. And after moving a little bit for about six months, um, I found that I was starting to have less pain as well. So both of those things really helped tremendously. Awesome. Awesome. So feeling better mentally, feeling better physically and moving more. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you discovered new things. Um, and it's funny, you know, like 
I think all of us can relate to jumping in the gym too much uh, or doing too much, especially for, uh, you know, coming back from an injury or, or just if we haven't even done it in a while. Um, so, okay. So what, did, what happens, what happens next? Um, like, how did you get to where you are right now and feeling so good and doing some amazing things with other people? Um, you know, I um, was trying to find work again um, in the previous career, which I was a, a warehouse supervisor for a school district, and I was having a lot of hard hardship trying to find a job. Um, it wasn't that I wasn't capable, but there just weren't a lot of jobs available, um, and I was getting really frustrated. So I got um, my last job interview, which was a few years ago, and um, I didn't hear anything back from them. And I just, um, I decided, you know, I think I might want to go in another way. I had filmed a testimonial video for the gym that I was at at the time. It was a kettlebell studio. And, you know, the owner had seen, um, when I came in, um, from the time that I came into the six fast forward six months, he saw a big change in me. And he said, you know, I've seen some great things. You said, you're feeling better. I would love you to do a testimonial video for, video for me. And I said, I'd love to. So shot this video, um, sent it out online. And the next time I went to the gym, there was a, a new member who came up to me and she introduced herself and she said, Hey, are you Joe? I said, yeah. She said, you know, my name is so-and-so. She said, I have MS and I want you to know that you give me hope. And Tim, oh. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Um, I got chills right now. even thinking about it. That's something and somebody that I think about on a daily basis. And that moment right there was life changing for me. And because she said those words to me, I thought, you know what, maybe there is something to me being a little more active with people and, you know, maybe I could follow a new career path and try personal training. Um, because, um, at that time I had really fallen, uh, fallen in love with kettlebells and I told the owner, you know, I think I want to get my kettlebell certification just to, you know, have it in my pocket and just say that I did something really, really hard that I couldn't have done a few years ago. And he goes, well, if you're serious about that, we'd like to offer you an apprenticeship here, an internship. So um, I agreed. I was disabled at the time, not working. And I thought, well, this is a great way for me to immerse myself into the culture and see if this is something that I could actually pursue, um, given that this woman told me this really inspirational um, sentence. So um, I spent the next few months um, being at the gym, you know, eight to 10 hours a day, soaking up everything I could from my mentors. And um, I learned some really great great things there um, that allowed me to, when I finally went off to work in a corporate gym, it allowed me to walk in and be one of the very best trainers in the gym, just starting out, even though I, I questioned everything that I did. And um, some of the things that I was taught were these really incredible movements called resets. And um, my mentor who had taught me these, you know, he had given me a little bit of information about them, but didn't tell me about how powerful they could be. So um, fast forward and going into the corporate gym, um, it's, it became the foundation of what I did with people. And when I walked into this place, you know, I, I told the um, interviewing managers about my story and they were floored and, you know, they wanted me to be there just because of my story. And I just told them, anybody that walks through this door that has some type of pain, they have some type of dysfunction that most of the trainers won't want to work with, please bring them to me. And in doing so, I got thrown to the, through the wolves immediately, which was great, but um, it allowed me to work with people that normally most personal trainers wouldn't know how to work with. And it allowed me to research movement a little bit better, and it allowed me to impact people's lives much more personally than you know looking at somebody who wants 
to lose some fat or if they want to put on some muscle. It allowed me to take people who have had their lives altered by strokes or heart attacks or whatever their physical condition may be. It allowed me to impact their lives in a much deeper level than most of my um, colleagues could. So um, I used a lot of these movements, um, like the resets like I just talked about. Um, I used the original strength resets that I had very little knowledge of. One of my very first clients, uh, she was a young lady who had a traumatic brain injury from getting hit from a, a drunk driver. And in eight sessions using, I'd say half of her session, we used a ton of the original strength resets. Um, this young lady's vertigo, which she had suffered from for five years, which was so bad she couldn't even turn 180 degrees in her swivel chair at work, her vertigo was completely gone in eight sessions. And I had this light bulb go off in my head that I said to myself, I might know a little bit about this stuff, but I've just been shown how powerful these types of movements are. And I had been incorporating them into my own movements at that time. And when I saw that this woman had completely recovered from her traumatic brain injury and her vertigo from just using some of these movements that I've been taught, um, that's when I really started to incorporate it into my own practice and started moving even better, found myself getting stronger and found some uh, physical autonomy that I'd never had before. And both of those things together, myself um, using these and using with the clients, it was um, it was life changing for me. It allowed me to work with people that I normally thought that I wouldn't be able to um, impact or be able to help. And it was this, like I said, it's this huge light bulb moment that moment that went off for me that allowed me to start to look at myself and my pain and my training a little differently too, because I saw my clients all getting better very quickly. A lot of them never using any weights where I was still trying to kill myself with weights a lot of the time. And another perspective shift happened in my mind with my own training too, that allowed that said, it's time to put the, the heavy stuff away and start doing stuff that's a little bit easier on your body that makes you feel good. Cause I'm all about feeling good, whether it be with me or, or, or a client. And, uh, that was a huge wake up call for me. Wow. Um, I, I gotta, well, let me ask you a question. Uh, fibromyalgia for you, was it, was it a, a curse or was it a gift? Tim, I can't thank you enough for saying that and asking that question. Um, for, I would say seven years, I looked at it as the biggest curse that I ever could have ever had in my life. And for the last um, two years, I've looked at it as the greatest gift that I've ever been given. Um, and I'm, I'm so sincere when I say that because it allowed me to look at my life differently. It allowed me to change my perspective about my life and about people whom I care about. It allowed me to look at people who have dysfunction in their body a little bit differently. Um, it allowed me to become my own doctor. It allowed me to heal myself in ways that people just don't come out the other side from this type of a condition. So again, this was a curse for so many years, but I look at it now as it's been the most beautiful thing that I've ever been rewarded with. And I know that's really crazy, but that's how much of a perspective change that I've had over the past couple of years that I can go from you know, why me? I can't believe this happened to me. You know, how, how long am I going to feel like this to, man, I'm so glad I went through this because it made me the person I am today. It made me a grateful human being. It made me a loving human being. It made me a kind human being. And it gave me such, 
incredible perspective about life. Man, um, I just got chills everywhere. Uh, it's this is powerful, um, and everything you're saying is just like wow. Um, and and I know you know. Well, maybe you don't know this, so I'll just tell you. Um, it sounds like to me that you are well. You can take this how you want, but you're a healer. Um, and if you can't take it that you're a healer, you're definitely a messenger of healing. <laughs> uh, this is beautiful. Um, so. So the lady with the traumatic brain injury, she got better. Mm -hmm. How about, and you said you're, you got the hard, you got thrown through the wolves with some hard, hard cases. What, what are some other type of uh, people that you've been able to help? Oh, man. Um, you know, I've got a few that really stick out. Um, that young lady is definitely one of them, not only because she was the first one, but she was the first one that showed me the things that I was learning were really, really powerful. Um, there's three people that I look at. Um, Two of them had strokes. Um, they were in their early 70s, and when they came in, um, they could—they weren't walking very well. You know, their gait pattern was a little messed up from their stroke. Um, they didn't have any power. They didn't have much energy. And using um, the the power of resets, I was able to impact their lives in a very short amount of time. That. I saw massive change. I mean, we're talking uh, one of these gentlemen, he had a hard time standing on two feet. And by the time he and I were done, I mean, that gentleman can get up and down from the ground with no trouble on his own. And, you know, it was one of those things where um, there was a, there was a language barrier with him. So I couldn't communicate exactly how I wanted to, but he understood enough. But man, that last session that we had, when we were done, I had to step into an office and I broke down and cried. Because um, to see that man walk in the first time, um, it was really hard. And his wife was desperate. And that last session, and she was there for it too, you know, we both got to celebrate a huge victory in that this man could control his body like he could once when he was a 20-year-old and he had a stroke. Um, I had a, another um, client who had a stroke where it was very similar, where his gait pattern was just, it was really rough looking. He had a hard time walking and he goes, you know, I just bought a new house and we've got stairs and I don't know how I'm going to get up and down. So, you know, after, you know, I think that was a three months that we went and worked together after the three months, it was the same thing where he was a new person. He was a new human being. He was moving in ways that he hadn't since, you know, he was a younger man. And those types of things were extremely powerful, but the one that probably sticks out the most, Oh man, Tim, <laughs> um, I had a client who was blind and everybody's easy to work with after you've had a blind client, by the way, because, hey, let me go demonstrate. Never mind. I can't do that. You know, wow. Um, <laughs> he was, you know, he was also a stroke victim. Um, he was 51 years old. He had two strokes in his early 40s that robbed him of his sight. And man, Tim, I, I get goosebumps when I talk about this gentleman because um, every single session that we had was an adventure. But um, we always started out with using original strength resets and uh, cross crawls. Seated cross crawls were absolute magic for this guy where he'd be sitting there with his glasses on. We'd start, he'd start doing his cross crawls, touching the opposite side. And then within about 10 seconds, his face would light up like you've never seen a human being is light up. It's, it's amazing. And I look at him and I'd say, it's happening again. And he goes, yeah, Joe, he goes, I can see. He goes, now any doctor, will tell me that I'm still legally blind, but I can make out shapes that I never can. And that happened oh every God. single time I worked with this guy, Tim. It's, it's, it was astounding. So seeing things like that happen, 
um, it really reinforced that I was on the right path with what I wanted to do with clients, why I wanted to make original strength the foundation of what I do with clients, because I saw the power of it. I saw the power of it not only with clients who had major dysfunction, but I also saw it with myself, where I saw that, um, you know, I start, you know, I said, I'm going to take six weeks off of using kettlebells and barbells and whatever else. And I'm just going to do a full six week program, only implementing the resets that I've learned. And I came away feeling stronger than I ever have and feeling so connected and feeling like a, a whole human being for the first time in, in almost 10 years. So I've seen uh, a lot of power happen from original strength resets. It's not only myself, but incredibly powerful working with the populations that I do too. I would, uh, I would like to revert back to my previous statement when I said that you are a healer. Um, <laughs> man, that is, that is, I'm, it, to me, that's, I don't care what people think about miracles. They happen or they don't. That's a miracle. Everything you just said is miraculous. Um, and, and when that stuff is no longer wonderful to us, we're, we're just missing it, but that's amazing to me. Um, gosh, Joe, <laughs> I, I had no idea about any of this stuff. So this is wow. Um, so, oh my goodness, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> um, so let me ask you, so can, can the body heal from fibromyalgia? I'm living proof of it. You know, I don't, I, you know, I don't care what any doctor says because, um, you know, the last time I saw my general practitioner, um, I was the leanest I'd ever been at a six pack. And my doctor looks at me and goes, man, you look terrible. You need to start eating crappy again. I said, you're fired. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had this great orthopedic doctor too. She's wonderful. But the last time I saw her, it was a similar inter uh, interaction where she goes, you know, I'm glad you're feeling great, but why, how did this all happen? She said, are you reading medical medium? I said, what, what book? I don't even know what that book is about. You know, it's, it's not about there's this thing that heals or this thing that heals. Everybody can heal from fibromyalgia. I am living proof. Um, the problem is that everybody thinks that there's going to be some magical pill that's going to make you heal overnight. And that's just the way it happens. This whole process for me has been in the works for several years. Um, if I really look back at it, you know, yes, I've been symptom free for 18 months, but this is about three and a half, four years of work. So it's not something that's going to happen overnight, but you absolutely can heal from it. There's, you know, a lot of, a lot of medical practitioners who do believe that it's a real thing. They encourage you to take certain type of pills, whether it be antidepressants or um, serotonin drugs, and those don't always work with everybody. There's other types of drugs that people take, but they don't always work. And then they always encourage you to exercise. The problem with that is most people only know about bodybuilding. And that is something that somebody who has fibromyalgia definitely doesn't need to be doing. Um, when I started working out, that's exactly what I did. And then I'd find myself in the gym for two or two and a half hours and I'd have a flare up afterwards and feel, te feel terrible. So you can heal, but it's going to take time and it's going to take a massive shift in perspective. The first one has to be the mental hurdle. If you're not willing to be open to the fact that you can heal, if you are reserved to the fact that like your doctor says that this is something that you're going to live with for the rest of your life, I can't help you. But if you're open enough to think that somebody who has had the skin in the game like myself, who has a different perspective and different ideas about this, especially different ideas than doctors have, then that will allow you to not only be open, but it'll allow you to change things in your life that you normally wouldn't. Because from my perspective, it's all about um, 
lifestyle and environment are the two main drivers for fibromyalgia. And that's, you know, a pretty broad statement, I know. But if you are willing to change your lifestyle, if you're willing to change your environment and you're willing to take drastic measures, if you're willing to move in different ways that you haven't been taught before, then you have hope. And, you know, that's that's the one thing, the one message that I really try to drive home is if, if people hear my story, that there is hope, that if they do take hold of their life and they become their own doctor and they are open, then they can heal. It's just going to take some time and it's going to take a lot of, a lot of effort and you have to be consistent with it. You know, this is when I tell people it's the same thing with fat loss. If I'm working with somebody who has a fat loss goal and we say, all right, well, how long has it been that you've been overweight? Oh, it's been 10 years, but you expect to lose 30 pounds in a weekend. That doesn't work. If you've had fibromyalgia for, you know, five years, 25 years, whatever it may be, it's not going to be a quick fix that helps you heal overnight. It's going to take some time, some perspective change and you being open. But once you have those things, then it's smooth sailing. It's just going to take a little bit of time. So the process, the process of time is like, so you said it was like a three to four month, a three to four year journey for you. Um, Mm -hmm. but Honestly, when we first started like pressing reset or moving through the developmental sequence, it was a three to four year journey that we tied ourselves together and got so strong and amazingly resilient to start with anyway. Um, And once you're behind it or once you're past it and you've been down that road and you look back, it's like the blink of an eye. It's just that when you're in it, it seems like it lasts an eternity. Um, And I mean, that's the that's the whole mind trip that time plays on you. Uh, But another question for you, and this one may be easier to answer. Is it possible for the body to heal or recover from a traumatic brain injury? You know, that's a tough one. You know, um, but you know, my wife works with people who have traumatic brain injuries. So this is something that we talk about. Um, I've seen it, you know, I've seen it from, um, my client who had two strokes and he was blind from it, that that's a traumatic brain injury from my perspective. And that, you know, he had a stroke in his brain and this is what happened. These are the end results. This is the symptomology that he has. Well, if, we can make an impact upon somebody like that, then I don't see why we can't, you know, it's, it's really stuff. So let me ask you another question. This one's probably easier or harder. I'm not really sure how this is going to go because you're, you're very good with your answers. Um, is it possible? And this one's weird and I can't even believe I'm going to ask you this, but your story is amazing to me. Is it possible that a blind man could maybe regain sight? I've seen it with my own two eyes. It's That's crazy it's, to me. <laughs> you and me both. Every time I talk about it, I, it's still hard for me to believe. But if I didn't see it with my own two eyes, I, I don't know if I'd believe it. And I've seen it. And I've seen it multiple times. So I guess, and where I'm leading with this is, is that no matter what the, the, the condition of the body, there's there's hope, I guess, is where I'm trying to go. Would you say that's fair, that there's always hope? Absolutely fair. You know, there's times when, especially like for myself for years, I didn't have hope, but looking at the stuff that I know now, looking at what I've done, looking at my own story, looking back at that, it's absolutely true. I really believe it is. So listen, I want to, um, and thank you, by the way, this is every podcast, uh, excuse me, every podcast that I I've done with, with people have, they've all been so much fun and they're always my favorite one. This is like my favorite one. Um, but I I'm going to tell a few years ago, I was sharing my story, um, with a guy, uh, his name's Jeff Newport mm-hmm. and he looked at me and says something that changed my life forever. And he said, you know what you should do? You should write a book. So I'm going to pass on the same statement that changed my life forever 
to you um, and to just for the for why not right? You know what you should do, Joe. You should write a book, um, and I hope you do. Good news for you there, Tim. I'm actually in the middle of writing it right now. Um, I'm I'm writing my story, um, and I'm writing about the things that the medical community is missing, in my opinion, about fibromyalgia because. The things that I have learned, the things that I have researched is so far outside of the norm of what the medical community is really talking about, but I'm living proof of it. So, um, you know, I've, yeah, I've done a ton of research for this book um, because I don't have any fancy acronyms like MD or PhD after the end of my name. Um, there's not a lot of validity to what I say. So um, I am citing about, uh, you know, 70 different research papers that absolutely validate what my claims are because the, the research is out there. It's just that people aren't putting two and two together. So um, I'm going to be coming out my book this year. Well, that makes me extremely happy because um, listen, man, you, you're, you're going to be like a cold drink of water for a very thirsty world. Um, but let me just also encourage you to that uh, research is great and people do want it, but experience is better. Yep. Um, and I've, I've learned that over and over and over again. So dude, you've got it. You've got the experience to tell a very powerful story. Um, so Joe, thank you. Thank you so much, uh, for sharing your story with us. So right now your, your business is called. My business is called train out of pain. It's not out of pain, but train out of pain. O U T T A. Um, I am working with people remotely um, all around the world, people that are in pain, people that have fibromyalgia that don't know what to do in the gym. Um, I'm actually going to be releasing my first uh, fibromyalgia movement program here within the next couple of weeks um, where there is no gym required, there's no equipment required, and a different, um, real different perspective about what movement should be not just exercise for fibromyalgia. So there's a lot of things that are in the works, but yeah, you train out of pain is where you can find me on all social media. I'm pretty active on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the website is trainoutofpain.com and you can reach out to me on any of those platforms. And I do answer all the messages personally and be happy to talk to people about this stuff. Wow. There you go, guys. Train out of pain with Mr. Joe Reed. Joe, thank you again so much. This has been amazing. Uh, thank, thank you for sharing your story with us and giving us your time. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm guessing that you know someone that you care about that could use this message. Um, so please uh, have them forward this uh, podcast to them, or if you're listening to this, forward it to someone you care about and love, or or just uh, send them Joe's link to, to the website. Um, Joe, thank you again so much, and we'll see you next time, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Original Strength Podcast. If you made it this far, thank you so much.